Andrew's Daily Five. Five. I'm Andrew. And I'm Aaron. And we love the guitar. Join us as we count down the greatest guitarists of all time. Let's rock and roll. Roll. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine. How you doing today, Aaron? Nine is fine, and I am doing even better. So <laughs> it's a good day. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> Our um, intro song was called Impossible Germany, and that's by Wilco. The guitarist is Nels Klein. And uh, just a nice, soothing guitar solo there. So I enjoyed that one. Yeah, he's real chill. Okay, our first for the day is my number 18. And this is Peter Frampton, born in 1950. He is from Kent, England. And he first became interested in music when he was seven years old. Having discovered his grandmother's banjo in the attic, he taught himself to play it. Going on later to teach himself how to play the guitar and the piano as well. At the age of eight, he began taking classical musical lessons, and he was a classmate of David Bowie. They would spend lunch breaks together playing Buddy Holly songs. So I thought that was neat. His musical career has been more missed than hit, but his live album Frampton Comes Alive is the main reason that he landed on this list, with his innovative and totally awesome talk box. So Peter Frampton, uh, if you don't know this solo, Uh, Well, I'm going to play two solos. Uh, One is very lengthy. The other is a little shorter. But if you don't know this solo, it is phenomenal. So the first one is a short one. And it's a little wah-wah, a little talk box. And that's called Show Me The Way. And it's from 1976. Both of these are from 1976. Um, So let me play that one first. And then we will get to the claim to fame for Peter Frampton. His claim to fame is this amazing solo that is coming up second. So first is Show Me The Way. Gosh, it's got such a distinctive sound, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I had never heard any other song other than the one you're playing next, but I really enjoyed that. That's that's such a unique little trick he's got there. Yeah, so the one next is the one that everyone should know, and if you don't know it, prepare yourself for something truly amazing. 
this is a five and a half minute clip. So if you uh, so desire to uh, skip ahead after a few minutes, go ahead. Um, and honestly, I could have kept it going because it gets even better when he goes back into the normal song. So he has this long song, it's an 11 and a half minute song, and there's this break where he does, uh, and the crowd is going nuts, right? There's this break where he gets in his talk box. So he's got his, he's got a thing hooked up from his mouth into the wah-wah pedal into the guitar. And so this is just unlike anything ever. So here it is, it's called Do You Feel Like We Do by Peter Frampton.
Okay, Peter Frampton. Yes, 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 <laughs> Do you yes. feel like we do? Oh, Fram- man. Yeah, Frampton it's like he makes the alive. guitar come alive, right? That's what's so cool <laughs> about good it. stuff. Yeah, that's fun. I've always liked that solo, so I'm super glad you included it in this, uh, this awesome podcast. And he is, that solo is the only reason that he's on this list. So I, the, I've, heard, I've heard the entire Frampton Comes Alive live album. It's a great album. But that's all that he's good for. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> a one-hit one guitar wonder, I think. So, yeah. That's okay. It's a, it's a very nice wonder of the world. Indeed. Let me ask you this. What percentage of people that are listening to this podcast do you think have never heard this solo? What would you guess? Shoot. Well, it depends on how many people are you normally getting. Well, you don't know. It varies. It varies, but, uh, but somewhere I don't in know, the, maybe thirty percent. Somewhere in the tens of thousands of listeners. <laughs> okay, I'll say, thir- I'll say I'll say thirty percent. That's my guess. Thirty percent. Okay. Um, do you want to put a poll at the end? Have you heard this solo before? And we'll see or no. Yeah, that'd make it fun. Okay. If people right. actually vote. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you want to, have you ever heard this solo? There's going to be a poll in the show notes. You can go and click on it and let us know. Um, I'm going to guess that I think half uh, half of the people haven't uh, haven't heard it. I'm going to guess half. Oh, wow. Okay, so. that's that's a bold prediction. So, come on, people, follow through. Help me out. Well, I think my listeners are probably skewing younger um, rather than older, and so. You know, I think if you're over 40, you probably have heard it. But under that, I'm not sure because it's 1976. Uh, so we're talking about, you know, uh, before either us were around. Ago, so, yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's great. Thanks for that one. All right. What you got next there, sir? Okay. So my number 18 is John Petrucci, uh, born in 1967. I had honestly never heard of this guy or this group before uh, researching my guitaring. So he was born in New York, picked up the guitar at age eight. He and his friends founded the group Dream Theater. Have you heard of them? I have heard of Dream Theater. I, I can't say that I've ever listened to them. Maybe one or two songs, but, but that's about it. Okay. Well, anyways, Petrucci is respected for his variety of guitar styles and skills. One of the most notables of these is his high-speed alternate picking, which he, as himself claims, requires a strong sense of synchronization between the two playing hands. He's notable for frequent use of the seven-string electric guitar, which mm. he says he uses as a writing tool. I've never seen a seven-string guitar. Nor have I. Yeah. Uh, he's learned to take advantage of extended range for heavier riffing and to play extended range runs as part of a solo. Moreover, Petrucci often combines his metal shredding technique with a slower, emotive soloing style. So, cool. got three songs up for today. Uh, I really am impressed by this fellow and the uh, the music I've heard. So the first one is called Under a Glass Moon. So why don't you cue that up for the listeners?
We got a regular virtuoso on our hands. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, the, the ones from here on out, uh, most of them are virtuosos. <laughs> They're incredible. Okay, yeah. So that was yeah. Cool. So second one is called Breaking All Illusions, and uh, this is this one's only about a minute long or a little bit over. Okay, here it is. Yeah, that's that slower, emotive uh, style you're talking about. Yeah, I wanted to include that one. I can't include all fast ones, but yeah, that's it's incredible how you can go slow but still be fast. I don't. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. Right, yeah, how. that's a good point. Okay, so final song. Uh, this one's called "The Best of Times." It's at the end of a concept album about um, just an interesting story. There's a couple of rubbish songs in the middle that are just kind of boring guitar piano solos that probably can be skipped but the ones with uh, the the lyrics and the story of the album is just incredible and this song really sums up the end of the album and it really hits home so um, great song great message uh, guitar solo this one's going to be about four minutes long so you know you if you don't want to last all four minutes listen to a minute or two and then skip forward but it's a good one okay the best of times
That's great. Yeah, so apparently these guys got together because they all love Rush, and so they kind of formed their sound sort of after them, um, and then, of course, evolved. But uh, this particular song, Let It Be Known, is one that I'd love to have played at my funeral and make someone listen to the entire 13 minutes of it. <laughs> but it's it's just a beautiful message. I love it. So, all right, moving on. Uh, so that was John Petrucci. Up 17 is John Frusciante, if that's how to say it properly. I'm not quite sure. You can call me on it for sure. Um, he was born in 1970 and was also born in New York. So that's four in a row for me oh. from New York. <laughs> I've got two Joes and two Johns now, so I've got I've got a pretty good set going here. Nice. <laughs> um, this John began studying guitarists at age 11 and dropped out of high school around age 16 with the permission of his parents and upon completion of a proficiency test. He discovered the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 1984, so that would make him about 14 years old, when his guitar instructor was auditioning for the lead role after the death of their former one. So I didn't realize the Red Hot Chili Peppers had been around that long. Oh, no did I. Um, he became well known with all their work and somehow or another met up with Flea, the bassist. Uh, he's of Point Break fame, if you've watched that movie. And um, they jammed together on the side. And Flea was so impressed with John's knowledge of their band work, he suggested John be a good replacement for his former guitar teacher. So, <laughs> <laughs> sounds very Anakin Skywalker to me. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's got a pretty riddled history with drugs. And I kind of left it out of the history just because it, it's, it's pretty interesting, but it would be super long. So, suffice it to say, he finally sobered up after becoming a uh, big hit with their first Under the Bridge uh, album. And then came back nine years later and made a triumphant return after being lost and he rehabbed and you know really found himself so really cool story of redemption for an amazing guitarist that also sounds very anakin skywalker like yes it does right <laughs> he, <laughs> he returns to the good side um his guitar solos really aren't that long so it was really hard to find what highlighted you know his uh, a really amazing guitar style but he's rated on so many lists as being pretty high up as a great guitarist so uh, born in 1970, that makes him, what, 50 years old? Yep. One of our young, one younger fellows. Yep. So the first one is one that most people are familiar with, and this is Under the Bridge. And I just love the intro to the song. Uh, it's only 28 seconds, but I just, I want to play it for you and just listen to that cool fingering that he does. Oh, it's iconic. Okay, here's Under the Bridge. Take me to the place I love. I love it. It's great. <laughs> you wanted to sing along, didn't you? Yeah. That's one of those solos that you try to learn on guitar as a kid, and maybe you succeed, maybe you don't, but I certainly tried so hard to learn it. Yeah, that's a fun one. As a sidebar, it reminds me, I meant to mention this on the Tom Morello thread. <laughs> when I was uh, in high school, uh, I think it was my senior year, we had a band that this one guitarist we had, 
couldn't keep rhythm really well. So we said, okay, you have to play this song to be in our band. And it was a Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine song. With It's such a weird rhythm that he has. <laughs> and he couldn't play it. So <laughs> his name was Pete, and we named the band Kicking Pete because we kicked because <laughs> he couldn't play that song. <laughs> you guys set him up for failure, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You must play like Tom uh, Morello, sir. <laughs> Anyways, that song reminded me because I could never play this song. So I would have definitely been kicked. So. Sidetrack. All right. Next up, uh, these all songs you probably know well. This next one's Scar Tissue. I didn't notice the solo in it, so let's take a listen. I mean, it's it's slower than a lot of the other guitar players I have, but it just it's distinct, and he has a really good style. Yeah, he's got he a has. great sound. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So final one up for the day uh, is Dan, Danny or Donnie. Let's see. Da, 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 like Danny California. Yeah, Danny. Danny California. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie. All right. Here's Donnie California. Donnie Holiday. <laughs> Yeah, they got such a great sound. Uh, that's a great band. They just recently came out with a new album, um, which I listened to a few songs, and it was fine. Oh. But uh, I think their older stuff is better. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but there's like four or five songs that I really enjoy, and those are three of them, so cool deal. So Flea's the bassist. Who's the singer? Uh, I think Flea is. Oh, is Flea the singer as well? Okay. Was Flea, was Flea also in Back to the Future? Hmm. Uh, was he the guy that was taunting Marty on to race him in the car? He may have been. He's he's got a particular look about him that you'd recognize him. Yeah. And if he was around 1984, still jamming with the Chili Peppers, so he's probably he's probably pretty old. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Cool. Well, yeah. Enjoyed your guitarist today. Um, and thank you for joining us. Episode nine. Our uh, halfway point will be tomorrow. So episode ten will be a glorious Friday. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you then. If you'd like to, you can vote on your favorite uh, guitarist from today's episode. And also, you can uh, let us know if you have heard Do You Feel Like We Do, that guitar solo from Peter Frampton near the top of the episode. Um, any parting thoughts, Aaron? Hey, you guys drive safely and <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> I don't have any great thoughts. Yeah, don't get taunted into a road rage fight with Marty McFly. 
or flee. Don't drive like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. See ya. Possible Germany. Unlikely Japan. Japan